It all started in the summer of 2017. Steven Silverstein began his journey to find a solution to his sleep issues throughout 30 hilarious and heartwarming podcast episodes. He's talked to over 25 guests and has tried all kinds of remedies. The last episode was 714 days ago, but we're back again for an encore. This is Stay Awake with Silverstein, the encore episode. Z's. He's always at the piano keys. Stay awake with Silverstein. So we're here at the Encore episode, and uh, we have to start this by saying, what have you been up to since since two years ago and uh, 714 days ago? Um, so I have been, um, as I said, I was I, it was my 60th birthday, and I was planning a lot of new things and ending a lot of things. So I did do a lot of cool things. Um, I did write a show called How Rude, which was done at the, uh, and one of the members of Inner Circle went to see it, Michael Ashol. Um, and it's basically, uh, basically says, it's a devilish musical filled with original songs about bad manners, incivility, and selfishness. It's a fast-paced, tuneful celebration of the deliciously rotten behavior that drives us a little crazy. And I think, Christian, you and I talked about it. I think you listened to some of it, right? Those songs were so funny, Steve, and I loved all of the music. They all had a, each, they each had their own unique little genre. There, there was a, the disco version and there was like a, a folk version. And I just loved all the different musical genres. It was, and it was funny. The lyrics were funny. The music was very hummable and memorable. It was really interesting. Thank you. And we did it at the Triad Theater on October 21st. So I'm really proud of that. My musical, Nothing But Love, is, uh, had a reading, a little informal reading we did in July. Um, I, I'm tooting my own horn. And I've been, um, and I've been doing a, a lot of, uh, of uh, making the news sing in, in a monthly format, which I had done every day during the pandemic. And my friend John does the graphics. So that's every month. And I put that on TikTok. So all of these things have happened. And then um, I've been doing a lot of private parties, like four, but I recently, Alice, you'll love this. I recently did a party um, last Saturday. Uh, do you both know, of course, know Curtis Sliwa? So of course. Sliwa's sister, Alita St. James, okay? Uh-huh. She's the oldest woman to give birth to twins, who I yes. met yes. at 57. So it was her 75th birthday. Oh my and God. I played piano. She did, um, she did a, a, a Mama Mia song. And she did two original songs friends of hers did. And uh, and she was very complimentary. She said, you are, Stephen, you are the wind beneath my wings. So Alice, you have been, uh, you just started a grandmother, to second I'm child. A grandmother. I'm a grandmother. I'm, I'm officially and, an old lady. Yeah. So, an old lady. Well, and now you're president of the inner circle. But if you remember the last yeah. thing you said to us at the, <laughs> not last thing, but the thing you said to us, where have we been up to? And I, I quote this, um, <laughs> she, I said, there's going to be no sitting on Santa's lap. That was what you said 714 days ago. You'll never know because you'll never know what you'll catch. Right. You never know what's in there. What's going That's on right. in that beard? What is so, in there? So that what beard? is your take now, 714 days later about everything? About everything? I mean, about well, my, I mean, my about life. you, about you and about the world and about the pandemic and about everything, anything you want to say. 
Well, certainly a new baby puts a new perspective on your life. And it's just like when I was climbing up the ladder to success and I got married and got pregnant and had a baby and decided that the ladder to success was not what I wanted. I wanted to be a mother. And I basically just stayed where I was in my career for the next 20 years and just kind of did my thing at 1010 wins and didn't make another move because all I focused on were were my two boys. And now I'm going to be a grandmother twice. I had my, the first baby was born three weeks early. She was four pounds. I held her in my hand and I felt the same way that a career is great, but there's nothing like a child, you know, nothing like the pure, I mean, they are, they, they're pure. They're, they're, they're untouched. They're, they're just perfection, you know, and, and, and wanting to be a part of their lives. So I am president of Inner Circle. That's going to be a big, uh, that's going to be a big, it is already a huge undertaking. Yeah. Christian, what about, what about you? Well, I know because I've seen some of it. Christian, you know, he has, he has his company and he's done uh, socks, socks, is it called Socks Puppet? Socks Theater? But the yeah, thing Socks Theater, Socks Theater, S-O-C-K-Z Theater. Say it again. Socks Theater, S-O-C-K-Z Theater. And he and his partner and had recently did, what was the name of the one that I saw? I think you saw, I know an old lady who swallowed a fly. Correct. Or was it? No, no, wait, no, no, wait, what was the other one? No, wait. Uh, trick or treat, smell my feet. No, I didn't see that one. Oh, I, I love that lady. one. And the old lady had had phenomenal because he went to theater with it and he had all these different impressions. He had people in it. So it, it was theatrically very, very satisfying. He sang and his friends sang in it, original material he wrote. And he's really, and he did it. Now tell us about this with BAM, that you got BAM involved again. Yeah, so we got our, we had a screening at BAM recently, uh, last weekend. Um, unfortunately, I was sick, so I couldn't be there. But uh, it was sold out. And we did an art workshop in the lobby. Oh, uh, people really liked it. We got we spread the word about uh, about this emerging arts collaborative that I've been building and it's doing really well. We have a really big growing audience happening online. So tell us, yeah, tell tell everybody how many likes you have on YouTube, like 200,000, no more. Yeah, it's growing. Yeah, it's getting big. I, I try not to look at it. I don't want to put too much attention on that because I'm going to do it regardless of whether four people like right. it or a thousand people like right, it. Right, right, so, right. That's a great but, attitude. I mean, I look yeah. at and, and on TikTok and I'm like, yeah, okay. I, I last week, whatever. But I do the same thing. I look at it and I go, oh, and then I go, well, that's not why I'm doing this. But, yeah. but he also, what I loved about it at the end, because he, as you said, collaboration, he has children. And he, we see little clips of the children making things and they're part of, they were part of the development. No, of I had, I, I worked with some of my students that I worked with at the Children's Museum and I had them build puppets, mail them to me. And then I brought them to life in this uh, production. I gave, oh. and they get, filled out little forms where they got to design their character. What, what's their character's name? How does their character move? How do they act? And then I brought them to life and then they got to see it on the big screen. So it was really, really And, you, and in the credits, but you kept it in the credits, you showed them and, yes, and, yes. and you, you took the, the suspension of disbelief because you saw that, you know, it was great. So yeah, Christians, uh, but I've known that since the beginning, you know, I have not solved the sleep thing, but I am on a routine now. It has been a roller coaster ride, but in the last week, um, I had two nights where I had seven hours of, of sleep, continual sleep with no extra mask, nothing. But some of those other nights, I went back to five hours and God forbid one other night, one night, 
I had, I hate to even say it, I hate to say that this word, but three. If you think about it over the scheme of things, a nice month or so, my sleep has actually been at much, much better with the exception of that one scary night, you know? Um, three hours I, is, is really, really, three hours is a really- It's, it's impossible, that's, that's going back to pre-podcast, but no, but five, average five, six, seven in a row and, un- and, and, and not interrupted is real, not it for anything. So like last night was seven uninterrupted, uninterrupted. It was like 9.30 to like 4.30 or something like that. And then I went back to bed and got up at five. But anyway, um, how about you? You've been, you've never had, you, in this whole pandemic, you've been fine, right? I have pretty good sleep unless I'm sick or under the weather. I actually sleep, don't do well when I'm sick. But other yeah. than that, I sleep, I sleep good. I sleep well, I'm good. I, I um, the, the time change sometimes messes me up. Uh, I like to go to bed early, 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock, um, unusual for people my age, but uh, it keeps me, it keeps me good. So I'm good. But you must have some nights where you party or you drink or something like that. And you go to bed at like 12 or one. No, no, Stephen, I'm an old man. I need to take all of the great advice that mostly my sister has given me through Facebook messages, through text messages, through phone calls. I'd go to her place and she'd hand me stuff and, and my niece gave me the book and so it's been a, like, a, oh, she, as we've said, she's been loving. She was a guest twice. And so I said, I'm going to have Christian take this over. Whatever we do with this podcast from now on, it's going to be Kathy Cooper's Corner. So we'll go to the Kathy Corner. The Kathy Corner, Kathy, like you mentioned, your sister gives you the best advice and you generally take it. All right. So, so today's advice, she sent an article from Maternity Week uh, about sleep positioning. So consider the position that you sleep in. Some people sleep in the fetal position. Some people sleep like a starfish. Everyone has their own go-to sleep position. And according to this article, it tells you a little bit something about your personality type too, which is interesting. The article mentions that sleep and your mental health go hand in hand. Uh, And then it explores the different ways and the benefits of the various positions. So the fetal position, Allegedly, 45% of Americans sleep in the fetal position. Hmm. You know, like they want to be a little baby in the womb. And then there's the free fall position. 17% of Americans sleep like this. This is lying on your stomach with your head on one side. There are other positions this article explored in Maternity Week called the yearner, the soldier, which is like the corpse. I sometimes sleep like the soldier. It's like a like a corpse, you know. Uh-huh. The best position to sleep in, well, before I tell you what this article said, Stephen, what's your go-to sleep position? Well, I sleep on my side because I had an I had a, a accident, so I need, long time ago, and so the, the doctor in, 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 in the physical therapy said, you need to sleep on your side, and I've just gotten the habit of sleeping on my right side most of the time. Okay, well, the best position is yeah. on your back. On your back. In the, yep, in what they call the soldier position or a corpse position. Okay, soldier or corpse. Right. So- yeah, and only 11% of Americans, this is their go-to position. Wow. Unless you have sleep apnea, it's bad for you. But I don't oh. think- Well, we, oh. remember we had episodes that might be, what if you have sleep apnea? What do they say to- They would say, don't do that. <laughs> then maybe what I'm doing is right for people with sleep apnea. Could be, could be. You said that. Um, that's great. Well, thank you, Kathy. I also wanted to very briefly. I uh, this was from November first. I just it just caught my ear and my ear because my eye when I was reading. Um, New York Times. Here's the byline: Can't sleep? Try sticking your head in the freezer. In a new book, a sleep scientist offers tips for better rest without reaching uh, reaching for a pill. The sleep prescription. It's called. 
All right, well, listen, I think we should invite our guest. This is our encore guest. This is a woman, uh, encore episode guest. This woman and I have known each other. I think we've known each other. I was, I think, 18 or 19. And my most vivid memory was when um, I subbed, it was Westchester Theater. And we were both in, we lived in Westchester, grew up in Westchester. And I think it was Harrison Players and they were doing Funny Girl. And this guest, this guest was the star. I think she was young. She'll tell us how old. And I was filled in. I subbed for the music. No, she won't. She won't. <laughs> There's her voice. Can you guess who it is? And it, and I subbed for the the keep the conductor. And um, I had a blast. It was people didn't even rec. Re I think she'll tell us, but I think people didn't recognize because I was a much faster and different kind of pianist. And oh, it was a blast. I was playing. Uh, and the show was Funny Girl. And she was, of course, Fanny Brace. So anyway, that's how long I've known her. Uh, she is a dear friend of mine. We've tried to go to movies many times. We have done many things in our lives together and she cracks me up and she's one of the most brilliant performers. And I say that with, with no hesitation. I love her dearly. I sound like a fast Stephen, uh, I sound like Seth Rudetsky. Anyway, without further ado, and she works at Sirius Radio, guess who? Uh, Christine Petty. Yay, Christine Petty. How are you, Christine? I'm good. I'm pumping up the volume so I can hear you better. And um, yeah, uh, I won't ever say how old I am or when no, no. we no, never, never. But, but ever, you ever. remember that experience? I was we were young, though, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. Yeah, I was very young. I was right out of college. You were right out of college. Um, where did you go to yeah. school? Fordham? Is that right? I went to Fordham. Yeah. But I didn't major in performing, though. You and know, what did I, you major in? I majored in communications, which I ended up actually doing. You know, I was a performer for years and then I got a job uh, at Sirius XM Radio. I just remember thinking that at some point in my tenure at Sirius, I had actually made enough money at Sirius. Uh, I had already paid my student loans before I ever got to Sirius, but there was a point in my tenure at Sirius when I'd made enough money to have paid for my college education with the major that I was now working in. like. You know, yeah, as yeah, a performer, yeah. I, I my college education didn't have anything to do with my performing, but it was kind right. of gratifying to know that as a as a as a broadcaster, I actually made enough money in the profession that I studied. You know, uh -huh. I just uh -huh. also realized something that one of the things I'm proudest of is a it's a sort of a recent phenomenon, which is that. You know, they say to be an expert at anything, you have to put in 10,000 hours. Oh, really? Did you know? I didn't well, know. You haven't heard that? Malcolm Gladwell. It's Malcolm Gladwell. Okay. Oh. Well, I've most definitely put in my 10,000 hours, certainly in, in musical comedy, in the off-Broadway world of satirical reviews. When we first got met right during, do you think it was Funny Girl? Uh, I do believe, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny girl. Do, what yeah, was your, yeah, yeah. do you remember me back then having any kind of problems with sleep or during the show or anything like that at all? No, I don't remember any of that stuff until, I, I don't know, I think until New York. I have pictures of you vividly in my head sleeping. Really? Sitting up. Yeah. S sitting up with, with you present in the same place, obviously, right? You, yeah, you yeah. I, but that. it had to be at a rehearsal of something. You see, it might have been. It might have been. Of course it was. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been any place. Um, you know, it could have been any place. I mean, oh, you know what I do now? I know it's ridiculous, but I literally every day, I mean, I, I, I weigh myself. That's what I do and keep track of what my weight is. And every day I keep track of 
uh, like like I write seven hours with bold underlining, like meaning I slept for seven hours. Um, uh, Christine, um, do you ever did you ever have issues with sleep yourself? I'm curious. Well, I have issues with the. You know, I have issues with discipline, with routine and pattern. Uh -huh. I don't go to bed. You know, I have. A, I have, well, I'll give you an example. Late, when, up, so like when you send me emails in the past. Oh, yeah. uh, well, it, but actually, there is a pattern to my sleep. Okay. Uh, what do they call it? The circadian rhythms or whatever. There is a a jumping in. There's a jumping, like a jump rope. When you can jump into the jump rope. If I don't go to bed by like one a.m., then I'm good for another three hours. And then I and then I can't go to bed until four. And when I tell you I cannot count the dozens, hundreds of times I've been at the computer or watching TV, and I feel ready to go to bed, and I look up and it's three fifty nine, it's four o two, it's four o'clock. It's I know it's a that's when my body shifts into a sleep mode, and then I will sleep for about six hours. But if I go to bed earlier. I could sleep for seven or eight hours, you know, and I am a believer based on. So anyway, I never, I never, uh, I'm, I'm bad with discipline and routine. I never liked it as a kid. I never, did you like getting up early in the morning to go to school? I hated it. I, I hated I, it. I, I, no, my sister <coughs> talked about this. I was more of a morning person and I did get up and I, was, I bounced out of bed. Um, well, I didn't know if I liked it, but I just the way my body was. I mean, my I father used to do that too. My father used as a bus driver. He used to drive uh, routes that started at four in the morning. That the, the alarm would go off at you know two thirty, and he would jump out of bed, and I could I hear him. I could I hear I he heard the feet hit the floor. I heard him put on one boot and then another boot, walk down the stairs, the cereal, the door closed like clockwork. Right, I right, just right. can't do that. And my sister's a teacher. And I, um, I, I slept over once at her house in Westchester, and I was in my in the bed with my nephew, who's about eight years old, and it was a cold, cold winter morning, and it was like seven a.m. And she opens the door, and she comes in half asleep herself, and she shakes her son really vigorously. Sean, get up! And then she goes back into her bedroom and brushes her teeth and does her routine. She comes back in ten minutes later. Sean, get up! And he's, you know, uh, and then she goes back into her room and does the routine. And I realize that this is what they do every morning, that she's got to shake this kid awake at least three times or he ain't getting wow. out of bed. But meanwhile, I'm in bed freezing my butt off. Right. right okay. Right. And I think I had to be, they were going to drive me to the train or something just because she had to leave for the day. Mm -hmm. I did not want to get out of bed. This reminded me of being a kid and having to get up at this god-awful hour, and I hated it, and I was reminded of it once as an adult and realized, yep, that I am not wired for this stuff. No no way am I wired for this stuff. So it's good um, you were able to – I mean, you don't you don't schedule things before 10 o'clock in the morning. Then. Oh, rarely. I have this month because I was in London, so I was operating on a, a different uh, you know clock – and then when I got home, we lost, we gained an hour. Right. So it's kind of still with me a little bit. And now my new situation is that I have, um, you know, I have a low vision now and right. my vision is, is, is uh, diminishing. And so losing, it's like Game of Thrones. You watch Game of Thrones? Yes. You know, it's like winter is coming. So, um, 
as soon as the damn clocks turned back, just my life changes because I everything that I can't do anything after right. four thirty because I lose all the sunlight in my apartment right. and there's a limited I can only work at the computer effectively and really, you know, I can't walk the dog, I you know, and feel safe. I can only go like right in front of my building. Right. So my life is different and i i really am trying to go to bed early but at the same time it's the season now everything is opening up and i have the very high class problem of getting press seats to things and i have to go to the theater you know and i, for I serious, have right? to for serious radio and stuff yeah for serious radio for because i have a show on the broadway channel but it's um it's uh then it throws off the rhythm yeah. it just throws off the rhythm and it, you know, it's hard. Uh, Christine, over these 30 episodes, we've, I've learned a lot about myself. And I know it's not, um, I know there's some sleep de- sleep apnea I- issues. I think part of it is my brain not shutting off. And I think part of it is, is again, that me being able to take care of me. If I can, so I'm not able to do that. So well, you know our mutual dentist friend? Yes, our mutual okay. friend. Yeah, yeah. He happened to be, he happened to have gone to a seminar on Airways is what he called Wait, what it. What is it called? Airways. And it Airways. was talking about breathing. And this person who'd done this research, and you should talk to our dentist friend, um, basically discovered that when you're not breathing properly, when there's blocked airways, when there's nasal, whatever, sleep apnea, um, it can lead to uh, behavioral issues in kids like um, attention deficit and stuff like that but i have all my notes and everything and i want to you know revisit it all because the answer to everything seems to be taking proper healthy deep diaphragmatic breaths um it affects your your central nervous system really thrives on healthy breathing Mm -hmm. and it's it's one of the key ways that we can take care of ourselves and our health um without medication and whatever you right, know what right, i mean right. it, it, i mean I, I it's up to you if you want to take medication but this is certainly there's nothing wrong with just learning how to breathe properly and breathe diaphragmatically you know if you're anxious and you know i'm very anxious now because i'm losing my vision and i have moments of severe um anxiety well and of course i I can tell you that you cannot hyperventilate if you're breathing from your diaphragm. It can't happen. Everybody that comes on this program gets to show off their amazing talent. So, Christine, would you be be so kind as to do something fun for us? I just saw Cabaret in London, and I remember I did um, Bernadette Peters singing, If you brought me diamonds, if you brought me pearls, if you brought me... That you'd give to other girls, it couldn't please me more than the gifts I see a pineapple for me. Can you do just a little bit of 12 Days of Christmas like you used to do? Oh, the holidays coming up, it might be fun. Yeah, so a little second for that. Joan Rivers would go, Oh, I that. Fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five golden rings. You can buy them on QVC. It's just. And Carol Channing would say, on the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me four calling birds. Um, 
Uh, oh, let's see who else. Eliza um, would say, on the third day of Christmas, my truly terrific true love gave to me three French hands. They were adorable. I love them so much. Um, Barbara Streisand would say, on the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtle doves. And then, did I do Angela Lansbury yet? No, you didn't do Angela Lansbury. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. Off to the cupboard with you now, which I will be doing at the Lori Beachman Theater on December 17th and 18th and 30th. So December 17th, 18th and 30th, uh, Christine Petty is bringing back her holiday show called Snow Business, the 15th year in a row. Phenomenal. You have to go check it out. That is phenomenal. Christine, I have a question for you. Have you yeah. ever done have you ever done your impressions in front of anyone that you do the impression of? <coughs> I did it not in Forbidden Broadway at a benefit, a nothing like a dame. I did Eartha Kit. Just a few lines, but I did Eartha Kit at the beginning of a of an all celebrity impression I, wow. I, I did of a I will survive. And at the end of the number, Eartha Kit came out. And I'm looking, they said she was gonna come out, but I couldn't see her. And I didn't know what was going on. Everybody's laughing in the audience. And I thought, oh, they really liked me. Even after they applauded, then they started laughing again. I'm like, but where's Eartha Kit? Right, right, right. And finally, I need to get off the stage, but I don't see Eartha Kitt, and that was supposed to be the bit that I was supposed to look at her and be, you know, like, whatever, uh, scared to death. Anyway, I pivot to the left, I pivot to the right, I pivot to the left, I pivot to the right. Finally, I pivot all the way around. She's standing above me because we were on the set of Chicago, so she oh. had come up in the Velma elevator, okay. and she was standing above me in a spotlight looking like God Almighty. And she just said, how would you like to hear the real thing? <laughs> and, and then I also did it for Elaine Stritch, who did come on stage. And Elaine Stritch, it was her idea that I sing the song, and at the end of the song, I, I want you to walk off stage, and I'm going to come on. I'm going to back you up. And, and I'm like, okay. So I sing the number. I turn left. I walk off. Not off stage. She said, I want you to start to exit. So I start to exit. She said she was going to come on, and then everybody would laugh, and then she was going to back me across the stage to the other oh, side, and she never showed up, and I'm walking and walking and walking and walking, and then just a foot before I was about to step into the proscenium and never be seen again, she stepped out, and she, because she knew what funny is, and she backed me across the whole length of the Marquee Theater. Oh, my God. Yeah, so those were two that I did it. All right. Thank you for listening to Stay Awake with Silverstein, the encore episode. And the holidays are just around the corner, as Christine Petty just reminded us with her 12 Days of Christmas fabulousness. We'll be back soon, outdoors maybe, maybe, maybe live, maybe on video. You can check us out on, you can check Stay Awake with Silverstein out on Spotify and on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, and we'll see you very soon in the near future. Stay awake with Silverstein. Yeah, you'll never find him catching Z's, he's always